Belgic Confession, Article 30. The Government of the Church. We believe that this true church must be governed according to the scriptural order which our Lord has taught us in his word. There should be ministers or pastors to preach the word of God and to administer the sacraments. There should also be elders and deacons who together with the pastors form the council of the church. By these means they preserve true religion. They see to it that the true doctrine takes its course, that evil men are disciplined in a spiritual way and are restrained, and also that the poor and all the afflicted are helped and comforted according to their need. By these means, everything will be done well and in good order when faithful men are chosen in agreement with the rule that the Apostle Paul Reading from 1 Timothy chapter 3, the first 13 verses. In my Bible, it's got the titles of Qualifications for Overseers and later Qualifications for Deacons. This saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity keeping his children submissive, for if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. And we turn to 1 Corinthians 14. Starting from verse 26 through to the end of the chapter. The title here, Orderly Worship. What then, brothers? When you come together, each one has a hymn, 
a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. If any speak in a tongue, let there be only two, or at most three, and each in turn, and let someone interpret. But if there is no one to interpret, let each of them keep silent in church and speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak, and let the others weigh what is said. If a revelation is made to another sitting there, let the first be silent. For you can all prophesy one by one, so that all may learn and all be encouraged. And the spirits of prophets are subject to prophets. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. As in all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. If there is anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Or was it from you that the word of God came? Or are you the only ones it has reached? If anyone thinks that he is a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge that the things I am writing to you are a command of the Lord. If anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. So, my brothers, earnestly desire to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but all things should be done decently and in order. Our text verse is from 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40. But all things should be done decently and in order. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, we are still busy with the doctrine concerning the church. It's remarkable that so many articles in the Belgian Confession are about the church. And our God wants His church to be governed. And the reason is simple. Because this is the Lord's church. Belgian Confession, Fashion Article 27 teaches that a church is a reality, it's God's reality. And the church is how God sees us as His people, His flock, the sheep of His pasture. And how Christ instituted the church. The church is his, consists of redeemed people, washed in Jesus' blood, who are sanctified and sealed by the Holy Spirit. It's the Lord's church, and the Lord is governing his church for his word and spirit, and it's done orderly, so that everything will be done well and orderly. We confess in the last paragraph of Article 30. By this means, everything will be done well. 
and in good order in the church when such persons are elected, who are faithful and are chosen according to the rule that Paul gave to Timothy. And when you take this all in mind, two passages came to mind. First Timothy 3. This is the rule that Paul gave to Timothy about the qualifications of office bearers. And then also 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26 to 40. That this specific verse, but all things should be done decently and in order. That's verse 40. And so the Belgian Confession, Article 30, begins with confessing about the true church. That's the true church of Article 29. The church that holds that holds the preaching of the gospel according to God's word, that ministry of the sacraments as Christ instituted them, and the church discipline for correcting faults, and states that a church ought to be governed according to the spiritual order our Lord has taught us in His word. And so the logic is clear. When a church belongs to the Lord, when the church is his, then he will also govern the church according to the way he instructed in his word. And a church that is obedient to the Lord will follow the spiritual order the Lord gives in his word. So the true religion is preserved. And because of this, and we could say that the Lord had it all in mind. There should be pastors to preach God's word, to administer the sacraments, and elders and deacons, along with the pastor, to make up the council of the church. The Lord is taking care of His church, providing spiritually and physically. And he's providing all the requirements so that we can be true church. The church the Lord determines. The church that holds on to God's word. And the Lord is providing for the preaching of God's word. That ministry of the sacraments. The discipline and order through elders. So that evil men are corrected spiritually and held in check. And he also takes care of our physical and spiritual needs in requiring deacons. And of course, that became necessary of the widows that needed help in Act 6. And the deacon's task is, so that also the poor and all the afflicted may be helped and comforted according to their need. This is how the Lord wants His church to be governed according to his word and according to his spirit. And so the Belgian Confession calls this a spiritual order. And this is because the governance begins with Jesus, the head of the church. Firstly, we must say what a church is not. We've heard that a false church in Belgian Confession, Article 29 assigns more authority to itself in its ordinances than to the word of God. It does not want to subject itself to the yoke of Christ. 
He does not administer the sacraments as Christ commanded in his word. word. It rather adds to them or subtracts from them as it pleases. pleases. It bases itself on men more than on Jesus Christ. And therefore the church is not a group of like-minded people. Church is not ruled according to the likes of personal wishes of its members. The church is also not a democracy where people rule. Church is also not a social organization or a social club where the highest social rank rules. It's not an aristocracy where the rulers rule, but a church is a Christocracy where Christ rules for his word and spirit. And it should determine everything we do and say. And so this appendix Christi comes from the Greek word rule. And therefore, Christocracy is a system of government where Christ rules, and it's a spiritual order. Our Lord Jesus Christ said in John 18 verse 36, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from this world. And Jesus' government of his church, which is the earthly representation of the kingdom, differs from the civil government. In the sense that it has no laws of humans or people. But only the order in which he governs according to his word and spirit. This is why we as a reformed churches don't have church laws. But we have a church order. And this point will be addressed in Belgian Confession Article 32. How point about why this is important. In Jesus' governance of his church, there's also no hierarchy or governance by priests or the Pope or bishops from above. Because Christ is the only head of his church. And so the reformed governance which we confess according to the word of God also does not know any human institutions or synods that govern from above. Because office bearers are servants of Christ and not rulers. This is also why our local churches Delegate office bearers to the major assemblies like classes, which authorize the delegates to, to deliberate and vote on matters brought before them and be, before the major assembly. This is the rule according our church order, Article 38. And the classes or synod also just meet for that specific meeting and do not continue beyond the meeting as a governance. In itself, Jesus governs his church through his word and spirit directly and indirectly. For the office bearers that are representatives and servants of Christ himself. They get their authority from Jesus himself, and they will give account to the Lord himself. So we read in Hebrews 13 verse 17, Obey your leaders and submit to them. 
for they are keeping watch over your souls. As those will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy, not with groaning. For that would be of no advantage to you. Also, this is something that you need to desire, Paul told Timothy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Something that you need to long for. And why is that? Office bearers are God's gifts to the church. And it's for this very reason that they are Christ's gift to the church, that office bearers are not permitted to rule the church in a self-chosen matter. They are servants of Christ, the head of His church. And should do this according to the word. And as Christ laid down his life to serve the church, purchasing the church with his blood, so too in serving Christ must the office bearers give of themselves to serve the church. The church is never there for the sake of the office bearers. But office bearers are there for the sake of the church. And they, they are there to promote God's order. And because the office bearers are representing Christ, it's also logical that there should be high requirements or qualifications for the office bearers, the pastors, the elders, and the deacons, as regulated in 1 Timothy 3. I'm reading it again. The saying is trustworthy, if anyone aspires to the office of overseers, overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all the dignity, keeping his children submissive. If someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, he may, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into the snare of the devil. And deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold to the mystery of faith with a clear conscience. Let them also be tested first, then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderous, but sober-minded, faithful in all things, the deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children in their own household well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also a great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. And if you read this, it's a noble task, a wonderful task. But it's also clear that a proving ground for serving as office bearers 
It's not your earthly success in life. But a faithfulness to the gospel. To our Lord Jesus Christ. How they manage their families. We will deal with this more in Belgian Confession Article 31. About disqualifications and the specifics of their task. But the one thing that you need to note is that God is governing his church according to the means he gives in his words. So that everything should be done well and in good order. And this principle we find in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 26 to 40. If there's one single Bible verse that characterizes the reformed understanding of the church and the way it should be governed, it's 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40. But all things should be done decently and in order. And so the Apostle Paul wanted a congregation of Corinth, but also our congregation, to know, to be certain, how we should serve the Lord. And he did this by explaining that God is a God of order and peace. That peace is, of course, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he tells us that God is not served when a worship service is dominated by the babble of tongue speakers, the oracles of many prophets, wives breaking the silence by calling out to husbands. Such chaos did not reflect the character of the order of God and peace with whom they were meeting. It did not lead to our building. And their behavior brought disrepute and disunity. And most importantly, it did not promote the gospel to the outsider or visitor. No, said Paul. And he reminded them that a word came from God, verse 36. Through the word, they have received salvation. And through the word and obedience to the word, they will continue to be a church. And therefore, everything should be done decently and in order. And so, the word teaches, and First Corinthians 14 teaches how God wants to be served. That's also Lord's Day 35, at the heart of a catechism, where the word of God must be central in our worship. In the preaching, the sacraments, and our confessions. And our worship as God's people must testify to the peace and order that characterize our Creator Himself. This is also why we have an order of worship. This is why we have elders to oversee that everything is done orderly. This is why the elder at the end hopefully will shake my hand to see that it was according to the Word of God. The preaching was to the Word of God. With Christ as Savior. And with the power of the Spirit and living Word, we can perform this calling as the Lord's servants, saved by grace alone. Jesus is risen from the dead Jesus lives, and He created new life in us through His Spirit, and He restored the order. 
from the chaos that sin brought in this world. And he's the living and life-giving. And this is confirmed by God and his spirit himself. And Jesus must become more. And we less than our lives. And through his spirit and word, we receive the grace to grow because we are precious to him, highly regarded, and he loves us. And this church of the Lord should promote order and peace because God is a God of order. And as the Lord brings people to faith on this day still, the Lord pours out his love which brings harmony and not dissension. And therefore, the Lord's people should always bend before Jesus. Not my will, but the will of our Lord Jesus Christ. As our Lord Jesus Christ prayed himself and gave seemingly, not my will, Lord, but your will alone. Properly worship. And church life proclaimed this truth. Present God to a world which is becoming disorderly, the more. The world doesn't want to know of this order. It's more chaos, this unity. But our God is a God of peace, God of order. I want to conclude. The Belgian Confession about church government comforts, because it is a comfort. All things done decently and in good order. It's not only Paul's instruction to the churches, but doing all things decently and in good order ensures that the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is truly preached, that the sacraments are properly administered as the Lord wants them to be administered. And also that human sin does not get in the way of the cause of Christ and the glory due to his name. There's but one Lord of the church, one head of the church, and that's our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Lord of the church, and through his word he determines how his church should be governed so that everything is done decently, so that all his people are taken care of, and so that it will be in good order. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and spirit for the way you created the heavens and the earth in good order. And that this order is so clearly seen. And you also instruct us that you want your church to be governed according to the order that you have brought. Not to the chaos of this world. The chaos that Satan and sin Father, we thank you for our salvation in our Lord Jesus Christ. 
that we can recognize Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Can recognize that Jesus is the head and the only head of his church. We praise you, you, O Lord, and thank you, Lord, that your church here in Blacksland is sustained through the good order that you brought, also through the offices of pastors, elders, and deacons, but also that you so abundantly provide and all the needs of your church. Father, we pray that we will humble ourselves before you, our great King, and always ask about your will, not the will of the majority, but your will alone, as you directed us through your words. We thank you, Lord, for the many blessings many blessings that you bestowed upon your people. We thank you for a hunger for your words and for the gospel. Father, we pray for wisdom for your office bearers, for the ministers of the word, the elders and deacons, that they will always remember that they serve our Lord Jesus Christ as their risen Savior, and that they are servants alone of your people. In Jesus' name, amen.